0: Hi, Stonebridge. Today's reading comes from John chapter 10, verses 7 through 18. So again Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved, and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly.
1: Hello, Stonebridge. Two words that change everything. That's the title of our sermon series that we are going through as we look at these I am statements in the Gospel of John. Jesus uses that phrase, I am, numerous times to introduce himself to the people around him, to introduce himself to the world, really. But we know that there's a lot more going on than just Jesus introducing himself. I am is God's name in the Old Testament. So, when Jesus uses this phrase, he is communicating something about God, about who God is, and he's letting us know that he, Jesus of Nazareth, is God in human form. Today we're looking at the phrases, I am the door to the sheep pen, and I am the good shepherd. Jesus uses both of those in the same passage. So, as we turn to the scriptures, I invite you to join with me in prayer. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, Help us to understand your scriptures. Help us to understand this statement of I am the door to the sheep pen and I am the good shepherd. Help us to understand who you are and of your deep love and care for us. We thank you. We praise you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So Jesus gives us these two I am statements in the same passage. One is I am the door to the sheep pen, and the other one is, I am the good shepherd. Just before he gives us both of these I am statements, though, the writer of the Gospel of John tells us that the people around Jesus didn't understand what he was talking about. The passage that we read in Scripture today, that's actually the explanation of what Jesus was trying to say. And I'll leave it up to you as to whether or not it really clears it up that much. But when john says that people don't understand what jesus is saying i can identify there are a number of things in which i know a good deal i wouldn't say i'm an an expert in anything but if you ask me about the lakers history i I could have a conversation with you about that if you ask me about presidential history i know a thing or two about that also you ask me about the bible theology I i can talk well about those things what I cannot do is talk well about anything related to sheep, shepherding, any of it. I, I, in fact, that's the end of my vocabulary right there around that. I, I did not grow up on a farm. I did not grow up around a lot of animals. I grew up in the suburbs. I don't know anything about sheep or shepherding. So this whole metaphor, it's something that is alien to me. I don't really understand it as well. And I think because of my own lack of understanding, I've listened to a lot of pastors who have gone to this place with these sheep metaphors where they say that sheep are some of the dumbest animals ever. That sheep are not intelligent in any way, so that's why Jesus is the good shepherd. Because sheep are so foolish and and so unintelligent that they, they need the shepherd there. Now, I don't know enough about sheep to know whether or not that's true. I don't know if sheep are smart. For all I know, every single sheep could be like a little mini Einstein or something. I, I, don't, I don't know enough about sheep to know that. What I do know, though, is that whether or not sheep are smart or intelligent, that's not the point of this metaphor. These I am statements that Jesus gives us, they're not about the sheep. They're about God. God. And more than anything, they're about God's deep love and deep care for us. If you understand nothing else from this sermon, understand that God loves you, that God cares about you, and that that's what Jesus is ultimately communicating here. But there's another thing about these I Am statements that is tricky. That we have to focus on and that we have to look at and and explore. One thing that Jesus says numerous times is that the sheep know the good shepherd's voice, that the sheep understand the good shepherd's voice, and that's why they follow the good shepherd. It raises a question for me How do we actually know the good shepherd's voice? So many things are done in Jesus' name. So many horrible things are done in Jesus' name. Tragic things, things that they, they, they induce grief more than joy. I remember back in seminary, I was reading a book. And the author of the book, it was it was a book on worship, and just talking about worship and, and a church service and how it goes. And, and on a tangent, the author said something to the effect of, I remember back learning about the Crusades when noble Christians marched to the Holy Land to retake it in Jesus' name. And it just struck me as a very odd statement. If you go back and look at the Crusades and the history, while things may have been done in Jesus' name, it doesn't seem as though the Crusaders were actually living the life that Jesus calls his disciples to. And there wasn't much beyond the fact that Jesus' name was used over and over again that really set them apart as Christians. They were just behaving like all the other warriors in the world around them. In fact, one of the crusades, the, the Muslims who were occupying Jerusalem, they didn't even know that it was a crusade because they thought that this was just another band of mercenaries. They couldn't even tell the difference between hired killers And Christians, a lot of horrible things get done in Jesus's name. The good shepherd's voice is what guides us away from the horrible things done in Jesus's name and guides us to a life lived with the good shepherd. So it's critical that we understand Jesus's voice. That we learn to listen to Jesus' voice. But how do we understand when is Jesus's Jesus' voice or not? I think that these two I am statements that Jesus gives us, they both in different ways help us to understand the good shepherd's voice. Because they give us core character traits of God. And we can look at our lives and look at the voices that we're listening to. And see, is this actually God's voice or not? So, this first I am statement, I am the door to the sheep pen, or I am the gate to the sheepfold, it, it can be translated either of those. In this metaphor, Jesus is saying that he is the door or the gate, which is kind of surprising because why would you want to be a door? <laughs> why do we want to think of our God as a door to a sheep pen? Well, if you look at it from the sheep's perspective, the door to the sheep pen, it it gives a structure to the life of the sheep inside the sheep pen. The sheep is there, can't go wandering off, can't become isolated. It knows that it can rest there. And then when the door opens up, the sheep knows that it is safe to go out. It's a signal to the sheep that it's safe to go out and the sheep can be led out to go graze and go experience the world. The door to the sheep pen, it gives the sheep a rhythm to life. A signal of when it's safe and when it's not. A signal of when it's okay to go out and when it's okay to stay in. That's what the symbol of the door is to the sheep. So I think when we look at the voices that we listen to, if a voice is giving us a a rhythm and a structure, and a a healthy orderliness to life, then it's probably a voice that is coming from the Good Shepherd. God gave the Israelites the Sabbath as a sort of door to the sheep pen, as a way to structure life, because God knows we need time for rest, and we need time to go out into the world and to work. Both of those must happen. And the Sabbath was one way that God established that for the people of Israel. So that rhythm, it's so important. But there's another layer to this as well, because the rhythm that the door to the sheep pen sets up for the sheep, that rhythm helps the sheep flourish. It supports them in their lives. It helps them to live lives that God would want them to live. It helps them to be the best sheep that they can possibly be. It allows them to flourish. So, voices that give you a rhythm or that encourage you really to do anything, not even just a rhythm, but voices that don't encourage your flourishing, those aren't voices coming from God. And that doesn't mean that God's going to make everything in your life perfect. It doesn't mean that flourishing means you get everything you want. It means that flourishing is life lived in the will of God and a life that reflects the character of God. So if there's a voice in your life that is always just trying to make you angry and get you to act out in anger, that's not a voice that is helping you to flourish. Because human beings don't make good decisions when they're angry. If there's a voice in your life that is always trying to make you sad and trying to manipulate your emotions, that is not a voice that is coming from God. That is a voice that is blocking you from the joy lived following Jesus. And I want to say on this one, folks, I don't think the voice of the Good Shepherd can be found too often on social media. Most social media is intentionally engineered to make you angry, to make you upset, to get you to act out of anger, and to raise alarm. So if those voices are coming in, be skeptical and ask yourself, is this voice helping me to flourish? Is it actually bringing me in line with the life that God wants for me? Or is it just always making me angry and upset and trying to get me to act out on that anger? Jesus is the door to the sheep pen. That's the first of Jesus's I am statements here. The second I am statement that Jesus uses is I am the good shepherd. With that I am statement, I think Jesus, he pulls himself into actually a long tradition in the Bible. The idea of God as a shepherd was a metaphor that was used regularly. And not just God, but representatives of God as well. You can see this in Ezekiel. In the book of Ezekiel, God is referred to as a shepherd. In the Psalms, David is referred to as a shepherd, King David. And then in earlier books, Joshua, the leader who followed Moses, is likened to a shepherd. Joshua is lifted up so that the Israelites aren't like sheep without a shepherd. So a good shepherd being connected to God, that's an old tradition in the Bible. And bad shepherds. Being the opposite of God, that's also there in the Bible. Regularly, the kings of Israel, the ones who are not good kings, they get compared to bad shepherds. They were supposed to protect their flock. They were supposed to lead their flock, to help their flock flourish, and they didn't. So they were bad shepherds. So this is, this is very biblical imagery that Jesus is using. He's tying himself into a tradition here, but Jesus does something a little different. Jesus says that the good shepherd is willing to lay down his life for the sheep. Not only does he say that the good shepherd is willing to do this, he said the good shepherd does this. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. It's that statement that makes it so hard for me to understand how things like the Crusades could be done in Jesus' name. It actually makes it difficult for me to understand how violence in any way can be done in Jesus' name. Because the good shepherd, he doesn't pull out his sword and try to defend himself. He lays down his life so that the sheep may live. It's the opposite of violence. Now, let me say that I'm not an ethicist. There may be situations where violence is the only recourse that Christians have. I don't know. I'd have to look at that a lot more. And there's people who are smarter in that area than me. So maybe there are moments where violence is the only thing that Christians can do, and we have to do that. But, folks, hear me very clearly it should always grieve us. We should never be excited about violence. We should never be supporting violence wholeheartedly. Violence grieves God. It grieves our God, and it is the opposite of what Jesus did, and the opposite of the model that Jesus gives us. Remember, when the soldiers came to take Jesus away in the Garden of Gethsemane, Peter pulls out his sword and cuts someone's ear off. And what does Jesus do? He doesn't say, fight for me, protect me. He tells Peter to put his sword away, and Jesus then heals the ear of the person that Peter attacked. He undoes the work of Peter's violence. So any time that a voice is trying to tell us to commit violence in the name of Jesus, we have to be incredibly skeptical of that voice. I could even go as far as to say we need to just reject that voice out of hand. There may be times where violence is a last resort, but it's not something to celebrate. And if we see people and voices trying to commit violence in the name of Jesus, we have to question that voice seriously. Because the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The good shepherd does not work to protect himself. The good shepherd goes to the cross and sacrifices that we might have life and have it to the full. So these are just a couple of ways that I think these two metaphors that Jesus gives us that they can help us understand how to hear God's voice better. These are just two metaphors that the more we play around with them, the more we can see that God wants us to flourish, that God brings a rhythm into our lives that is going to flourish. And the more we study Scripture, the more we abide in Jesus, the easier it is for us to see how God is working in our lives and to hear God's voice and bring our lives into line with God's will. And the more we reflect on Jesus as a good shepherd, the more we realize that God doesn't call us to always just defend ourselves. That God doesn't call us, after the advent of Jesus, after Jesus' example, God doesn't call us to pick up our swords and to fight people. God calls us to be peacemakers. God calls us to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd and to be willing to lay down our lives for the sake of others also. It's that idea of sacrifice that the Good Shepherd leads us towards. But more than anything, what these metaphors do, these I am statements, they hit home one of the deepest truths of the gospel of John. That God loved this world so much that God sent his only son. And that that son was willing to go to the cross and that God was willing to suffer that we might have life and have it to the full. So any voice that tries to distract us from how much God loves us, from how much God cares for us, any voice that tries to get us to be angry and get us to act out in violence against our fellow human beings, any voice like that is not a voice that comes from the Good Shepherd. We need to be skeptical of those voices. And we need to turn to the Good Shepherd, hear His voice, understand the deep love and care He has for us, and love and care for this world in the same way our God does. So Jesus is the door to the sheep pen. Jesus is the good shepherd. And there in Jesus, God made known just how much God loves us and cares for us. And may we rest in that. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.